You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Welcome into Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. So let's just get right to it. We've got Ryan Schlipp here on the line with us, man. Really appreciate you staying up late and, and hanging out for the post game show. This yeah. is a brutal one, man. It's a yes, it's an easy one to say no to, I'm sure. <laughs> but the uh the Packers drop a tough one here to the Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field 20 to 16 obviously uh, knocking them out of the playoff race. Um, you know, Ron, we kind of talked about it on the pregame show that we did. Um, you know, nobody was expecting us to be in a position um, after the start that the Packers got, you know, had. And here we were uh, with an opportunity to actually make the playoffs. And, of course, I think anything that could have gone wrong in the second half pretty much went wrong. Obviously, you you lose the you lose the middle late three to nothing. You lose the turnover differential. If somebody showed me those two numbers tonight, I'd be like, "There's no way this other team have a shot." The fact that they were even winning that late in the game, and we got Jacob joining us now from Packernet Fantasy Podcast. Um, what's your initial thoughts, Ryan, on the game, man? And and I know, guys, understand. There's no cool down period here, so I don't know what's going to be said. <laughs> we're going to let it fly. My my honest initial thought is I can't be mad at special teams. I can't be mad at defense. I know there were some collapses in there, especially toward the end, but I'm so sick and tired of the offense putting so much pressure on this defense constantly. I mean, you, you had the going forward on fourth down, just handed them three points, right? We had the, the fumble from Aaron Jones, gave him another three points. We had the missed field goal, gave him a short field. That was another three point. Like the defense is constantly, look at last week with the Minnesota Vikings giving them the ball on the one yard line. The defense is always being asked to do too much. At halftime, they had six points. It's the second lowest the, the Lions have had all season long. The defense was on point, but just like every year that we've been accustomed to in the playoffs, the offense can't do anything. We saw this in San Francisco. We held them to 13 points and lost the freaking game. Uh, the, the, the time before that, it's the same thing. The offensive line can't block. We can't run the ball. We can't throw the ball. We got drops. We got fumbles. We got bad throws. The offense was a joke. I mean, this was embarrassing. I mean, I, I mean, I'm actually embarrassed to go on social media because I'm running my mouth, and it's like I'm an idiot because this team sucks, and everybody was right. Vikings fans, Lions fans, Bears fans, they were right. This te- this team is trash. Rodgers is washed. These wide receivers are no good. The offensive line can't block. It's just it's it's just bad. So, you know, I mean, we'll see what the future holds, but it's just it's it's just upsetting that they came this far and they did such a good job and they built so much. And it just seems like in critical times, every single time, they fall apart. And lately, it seems like it's always the offense. They just are completely incompetent. And it's so exhausting to get excited to support this team again, just for them to show up and and just act like... And and this is the second time in a row, it's at home. At home, prime time, ready to go, your field, your weather, everything's going in your favor. And it's Aaron Rodgers. They they don't lose. It's January, and they don't even show up. They never got off the freaking bus. So, I, it's just that's that's where I'm at. You know, we can nitpick the defense and everything else, but I'm just I'm exhausted with this offense, just not giving a crap. Yeah, 
Gotcha. All right. In the chat, we've got Mike, Michael hanging out. Appreciate you, bro, dropping in. He says, outcoached and outplayed. I love the pack, but that was sloppy. Jacob, your initial thoughts, man, because I think you would agree with old Michigan Rob. I said Michael. I apologize, Michigan Rob. Um, what's your initial <clears throat> thoughts, man? Talk to me. Man, I'm just, like you said, there's a lot of emotions going on, so I'm going to try to keep it, you know, can, a little behind the scenes. Me and Clayton got into it a little bit because right after the game, when Rodgers apparently had an exchange with Williams, um, apparently it was an exchange about, can I get your jersey? Rodgers said, no, I want to hang on to this one. I got a little bit. Dude, if you're really the leader of the team, if you're really not looking for drama, if you're not really looking for attention, I mean, I'm going to keep this one, and that's it. But you don't have to say, like, Rodgers is very calculated with every single word, every single sentence he says. He knows that as soon as he says the sentence and as soon as the camera gets it, boom, the fire is lit. And now the attention goes to, like Mike Hebring said, it's all Rodgers now all the time. It doesn't matter what the Packers are doing. It's all going to be on Rodgers. That being said, I still understand what you were saying, Clayton, is where you'd be like, do back the F off. Like, this is my night. Let me have this. I get that that's what he's saying. I just wish he handled it in more of a non-media attracting way. That being said, also, Matt LaFleur. Why can't you understand that if it's fourth down, you have the option to kick it, man. You can kick it, and especially if you're on your own 30, 35. It's a, it's a thing yeah. you can do. It's a thing you can try. And then it, this seems like Matt LaFleur every year, or the, this year specifically, fourth down. I don't know if I should, you know, go. Uh, let's go for it. It doesn't work. So let's try the worst play call we can do in that situation. Let's, let's instead of just doing an Aaron Rodgers dive up the freaking Josh Myers center, who's the biggest center in the league, Let's get six inches that way. How about no? Let's get Al Lazard on an end around. That's cool. And Bro, let's let a couple they, of D tackles on ran seven times longer horizontally than they yeah. needed to get the first <laughs> Well, it it also doesn't help when you don't block. I don't I don't right. know. We, we saw Tunyon over there. Yeah. Tunyon's just not Aiden Hutchinson. Like I'm gonna not block him and then run over here and not block him and just kind of go what? I don't I don't know. <laughs> And I'm sorry, but today I would have loved to have seen, but our rookies today took an absolute poop in the bed. Dobbs dropping the yeah. best pass ever. Wyatt making stupid, two. dumb-headed plays. Yeah. Quay Walker, guys, I'm sorry. I love the guy, but what are you doing, Quay? We're not supposed yeah. to be drafting guys that do this kind of things, Quay. In the first like, round. Right. In the first round, you've been like, dude, get your hey, – Wa- don't get me wrong. Watson the guy should not good. be putting his hands on him. Yeah. No, yeah, Watson. Watson was definitely – Watson was amazing. He- yeah. He shows that he has the complete game. That's one yeah. positive. And then we just kind of stopped going to it. Watson. I, well, that's, that's been my all point. Years. Is I feel like I feel like Rogers at the end of the game. He goes, "Oh man, I'm getting emotional. Better start forcing it to Cobb. Better start making sure I take care." Oh, to of be the fair, he forced it to Watson, and that led to a pick. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I just. just Again, the, the the positive, like I was telling Ryan, Jacob, um, the positive for me is you can't blame one person. That's the one positive. It's, I mean, yeah. it fell <laughs> yes, at, at the feet of everyone. Or the I biggest mean, negative. <laughs> the, the, yeah, de- yeah, exactly. the defense <laughs> the defense had a chance to win it at the end. The offense, the the, the Packers shouldn't have been in the game because the I'm offense sorry. was so bad. The special the team, penalty, they held what was that? I will say that. What was that result penalty? I have never in my life – who do you think you are, sir, that you can just walk down the line of scrimmage and just flick the ball away? Who right. taught you well, that? And then apparently that wasn't even a penalty until eventually the guy got up and got in his face. He turned around and hit him in the face, and that was what the penalty was. 
And then I found out, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that after Quay pushed the trainer, Devontae White came in and pushed yeah. the trainer too. Yeah. yeah. Devontae definitely put him up. He could have got ejected <laughs> yeah. too. Like, yeah. Hey, push the I'm guy in front they of didn't. Me, bro. Don't push the trainer. <laughs> Please. Yeah. If you want to hit somebody, hit hit the ball carrier. I, I would love to see that. Yeah, or but, get up uh, and hit Quay for being an idiot. <laughs> so in the chat we got a uh, true Bruce Steve and I, these na these names always get me dude. We took it on the chin today but it's time to move on. Love is in the air. <laughs> so let's hey, oh, let's boy. just jump right into that. And I was going to hit the presser. I was going to hit some of the details of the game, but I'm not going to do that. Let's just let's jump right into the conversation, Ryan. Um do you think Aaron Rodgers retires? And if he if he doesn't retire, is there any scenario whatsoever that the Packers try to move on from him? I'm still leaning no. I know there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on. You know, there was the Jersey comment that that everybody's jumping on, which I don't think I don't think that's what that meant. I think that was his way of being polite. Right. You know, so that's I mean, he's I an, he's, he's an insignificant he's an insignificant nobody that has like five yards receiving on the season and asked for his game jersey. And basically, was his last home game. Wait, it wasn't what, what, Jamal. What? It was Jameson Williams. I think it was, it was Jameson. Williams. It wasn't Jamal. I thought yeah. it was Jamal. No, no, no see, James no. Oh, okay. so that makes a little bit of a difference to me. Right. So, I so thought it was Jamal Williams. In my mind, that was just a polite way of going, no, nah, I'm going to hang on to it as in, like, go screw yourself, but trying to be nice about it. Okay. Um, but Okay, that makes a big difference to me. I thought that was Jamal Williams. I could only hear it. I can see it. <laughs> Right now, yeah. they just said Williams is just asking for his jersey, and I'm like, oh, originally shit. I thought it was like Jamal too when you first said it, and then when I went, I was like, I gotta go watch this, and they, and the dude just walks, literally, kind of cuts him and Jamal's greeting off, and just says, Hey man, can I have your jersey? And, and he oh. said, No, nah, I think I'm hold on. So that was it. Yeah. But anyway, it not, not that but, it I'm right. just anyway, Aaron Rodgers. No, that actually does matter because if he's denying. <laughs> Jam Jamison Williams, I completely understand that. If he's saying that to J Jamal and being like, I don't know, man, this might be my last one. I'm like, take, okay, well, that takes a little more. It takes some gall for Jamison to even ask, to be honest. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what Jamal said, but to me, it looked like Jamal made a sarcastic comment to Aaron, like, here, here you want mine? And they both laughed. And that was, you know, <laughs> so I love Jamal. I love you. That dude's I yeah. do too. I uh, hate that he, was, he got his revenge. I hate that he got his yeah. revenge, but hey, it is what I knew it is. going to happen, man. Kelso in the chat says, "How many drops tonight? I saw two by Dobbs alone <sighs> that Rodgers couldn't have walked out there and handled them any better." You know, if if One you're talking about the slant, I feel like the slant was a little low, but it was a drop. It was definitely a drop. And obviously, the other throw. This is what I'm talking about with Aaron. Aaron's made some miraculous throws this year, but he's also Made that some Dobbs stupid throw. decisions and inaccuracy throws. Yeah. Um, but that throw to Dobbs, man, he he literally he probably stubbed Dobbs' finger, and Dobbs didn't even realize it hit him in the hands. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, there were two the two, question, two from Dobbs, one from Lazard, and one from AJ Dillon that hit him right in the hands. And I think at least three of those four were first downs. Yeah, absolutely. You want to so, know what else is funny? Real quick, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. I think Quay mm -hmm. he either tied or did beat. AJ Hawk's tackle record. He got seven. So yeah, he got <laughs> before he got kicked with, out. With one additional oh, God, game. Right? I mean, so yeah. So uh as far as Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Jacob, I'm not asking what do you want to happen. <laughs> I'm asking <laughs> what do you think will happen um with Aaron Rodgers? Do you think he's just gonna walk away? I mean, that's walking out on as low a note as you possibly can, I believe, don't you think? I do not believe that he'll let him his career. I, I, I 
is I do like Rogers. I do. I just don't think that he, I do not believe his ego will ever let him walk away with this being the end of it. Not even close. Mm-hmm. No. And then Michigan Rob says, we're, we're with you, Ryan. And then we go to Kelso again, LaFleur and boneheaded calls was more to blame than Rogers. Um, who was under duress all game long. Yeah, and you know, here I'm going to talk about the interception for a second. It was a chuck and duck. That's exactly what it was. I got to go back and watch the tape, but in real time it seemed like there was three routes, all three were covered up. The safety was playing center high. He shades over to uh, to Watson. Aaron's getting drilled. I mean, they literally ran it wasn't a zero blitz, but it was a heavy blitz. That's what I mean about this scheme. I was spoiled freaking rotten watching McCarthy's system where there was four and five options every single pass and play. And on this, it's like you come to the line, you read the coverage pre-snap, and you're you're picking one side of the field to attack with. And in some cases, there's only two options. Like, I just don't like that in the passing game. But, again, you know, they, they did a good job. You got to give them uh, credit. They did a good job shutting the run down for the most part, especially situationally, um, they being Detroit. And um, on that throw to Watson, it was – Hey, you either throw it away, take a sack, or just chuck it up to Watson and give him a shot. Unfortunately, the throw wasn't good enough to, to have a shot. But as far as LaFleur, let's get to that, Ryan. Um, the fourth down call. When they made that call, what did we talk about in the freaking pregame? <laughs> like, we were talking about don't go for it on fourth down right. inside the 10. They went for it on fourth down on their own. What were they, like at their 30, like 34? I don't know. Well, the the other thing I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking about that we the other thing we kept talking about that I couldn't stop thinking about was we said don't get cute. How, how, they kept doing all this weird stuff, like just play football. What is all this? Like you said, with the end around to Lazard and like we're, we're playing like this is I, I don't get it. You're better than the Lions. You're at home on Sunday night in January. Just line up and play football. You're doing a good job. And it's like we got to be creative. We got to why why are you why are you trying to pull tricks out of the bag? Now, I, I, I just I don't understand that. Yeah, I agree. And we've got here in the chat, James Stage says Rodgers has to go. Um, you know, I did a poll a little while back on Twitter, and it came to roughly 27, 28% people wanted to move on from Rodgers. So it was heavily in Rodgers' favor. This is early in the season. I'd like to see what that number is now, to be honest with you. But Michigan Rob says – um, I'm glad you guys are here. Lots of emotions. <laughs> hey, man, you got to lean on each other in these times. Remember what Bubba said? Bubba Gump? He said, you lean against me, I'll lean right back. That way we don't have to sleep with our head in the mud. That's what I'm talking about right God, there. you made me watch Forrest yeah. Gump again. Yeah, go get refreshed on that, Jake, if you city folk, you. Drew Faye said, Phil, we, we could have won with the momentum before the Aaron Jones fumble. Let's talk about the Aaron Jones fumble. That dude is oh. flashing. Man, he is a he is a lightning rod. That guy, yeah. he can be the difference maker in a game. He can be the X factor. All the cliches you want to use, but when he fu- he fumbles in big games, Ryan, yeah. like he I think of, he's number two in the league this year. Felt like the 49 playoff game fumble. Well, and the, and the worst part is I can't get mad at, or I can't stay mad at him. Like I get mad at him, and it's like, man, it's Aaron Jones. I can't stay mad at the guy. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just that's another one of those things, and it does seem like it's always in big games. And this this was just as soon as you saw that for me anyways it was just like this isn't going to be a, this is this is it like we're not going to win this game with all yeah. the drops and everything else going on and now you got your star running back finally you finally getting some momentum you finally get a big gain and he puts it on the ground and the other team recovers and it's like you know what this just ain't going to be this isn't going to go in our favor 
Right. And, and to put things into perspective, we didn't come into this game going, yeah, the Packers are going to go on a run here. And we were all like, man, let's get through tonight and maybe yeah. they can rekindle the flame of 2010. Right. Um, in the chat here, we got uh, Kelso says, you'll look for any reason to be mad right now. I know that's me, to be honest with you. I, I, I find myself looking at reasons to be ticked off rather than reasonable. Fights says, this, jersey thing is a perfect, <laughs> this jersey is a perfect example. Uh, he wants to keep his jersey so freaking white. Here's my take. I'm going to get back to it. My take is, first of all, I was not – I was a very good winner, but I was a sore loser when I played sports. If a guy came up to me after I got eliminated from a tournament or whatever it was in baseball and said, hey, man, can I get your jersey? I'd have probably hit him in the mouth. That's me. So I'm probably not the guy to ask about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one thing about Rodgers, he's – man, he is a <laughs> – he's one of those guys that you either love him or you hate him. There's nobody that's just kind of like, eh, yeah, you know. Uh, for me, it's like, you know, you were talking about how in the chat, Jacob, and now that it, we realize it wasn't Jamal Williams, it's a little bit different perspective. I get that and respect that. Um, as I look at the big screen here, the 75-inch, here's Rogers at the presser. I don't even want to know what he's saying right now. I'm looking at the comments on Twitter here. Yeah, so here's the thing that, that got me. They're going down the tunnel, him and Cobb, and they got their arm around each other. You know, they're probably both – there's a good chance both of them are retiring, right? And the cameraman gets right down in front of him, puts the camera right up in their face as they're having a conversation. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're never going to hear me go, oh, Rogers is a Rogers is a prick for pushing him out of the way. Dude, ha the media is so freaking entitled in moments like this that they yeah. think can they play can devil's advocate. They if you pass, if you, if the media, that same media member walked up to Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb or any insert, David Bakhtiari, anybody, and they're having a conversation on the street, and they put a camera right in their face, they would not do it because they know they'd lose their freaking teeth. Like, the media is so entitled when it comes to stuff like this. There's a reason there's a yeah. cool-down period before the presser. I wish they would have done it with Quay Walker as he was walking off. Yeah, the same well, thing with Quay Walker. Quay Walker, Walker would have knocked his teeth out. <laughs> I was Well, I was going to ask if I could play devil's advocate on that, Clayton, because – specifically for that those two instances one they did the quay walker shot which to me was like that's low blow don't do that don't show a, a young man who's just absolutely losing his like yeah. understanding that he just lost his cool and then he's coming to grips with it and he's going through the emotions and then you show another guy two guys and this is where i'm the only reason i'm mad at rogers for this is because he knows he's a he's a seasoned vet he is a very and specifically he knows that the media is out to get him so i thought one I'm not mad at necessarily when I when I said oh, I don't like the fact that they're making a show out of this. I didn't mean Rodgers and Cobb. I meant that the fact that the NFL and that the Green Bay Association knew they had to know that that was going to happen. They, there's no way that that camera guy they don't get into that tunnel without cr accreditation. You know, there's no way that they don't know that that's going to happen. So that in my one, it's like Green Bay organization, don't let them do that. Number two, Rodgers, don't give them the ammunition by pushing the camera guy and doing the whole. Like that to me just looks so staged and and also like, okay, if Rogers decides he's going to stay, you think that he can't just say, look, if I'm going to stay, Cobb's going to stay. I'm sorry. We've already seen it for two years in a row. Cobb decides to take a pay cut. Okay. He's going to stay. So right now we have to acknowledge that the, the, the NFL is an entertainment company. They are licensed as an entertainment show. Like they're, they're taxed as an entertainment network. So they're, they're going to give us as much entertainment as we'll, in jest is my opinion and right there it looked too much more like 
I don't know, like like daytime TV. It didn't look like real emotion. It looked like scripted WWF stuff, and I just really didn't like it. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but to me, it looked like WWF, and I just got turned off by it, to be honest. I got you. Well, the only the only thing I would say is I think the Aaron Rodgers is calculating every step thing is a little overstated. I think we we play that card a little bit too much. I think sometimes yeah. he's just a human being doing stuff, you know? He reacts. I mean, I mean, yeah. he, he's a smart guy, but he's allowed to be emotional and just do yeah. things off the cuff and say things off the cuff sometimes. And I, I think we kind of overanalyze too, where it's like, if he does anything that's off the cuff, we say, no, 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 that wasn't off the cuff. He planned that, and then we come up with a big scheme for why he planned it. I think he lost, and he's he's bummed, just like we are, and he's pissed, and he's sad, and he's in his feelings about maybe being done and everything else, and the camera guy shoved his camera in his face when he's with his oh, best yeah, friend. And like Clayton like, said, that would have been right, like, Conor McGregor just, style. Come on, dude, <laughs> just move, you know? Like, get out of my way. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, so, I mean, I, I, I get it, but I th- also think sometimes it's like we, we overplay the he's super calculating card. I, I think he's a relatively smart guy. I don't think he's like that level of super genius where every yeah. single thing he does is like seven steps of like how I can manipulate something. <laughs> We right. think I think he's, I think like he's just a dude. Chess. Yeah. No, he's yeah. he's just a guy out there trying to walk off the field. He's you know? just really good at checkers. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's a mediocre <laughs> right. checker player. Mock in the chat. Mock super fan. Appreciate you being in there, bro. He said uh, 12 is officially the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. Sorry, fella. He says fella. He doesn't say plural. He's probably talking to me. Uh, but, some, <laughs> but someone has to say it. Uh, my question to Mike would be, what do you mean by overrated? You've got a guy who won an MV or won four MVPs. I'm MVP. He won a Super Bowl. Um, if you mean overrated as if he doesn't deserve the praise he's gotten, I mean, I, I disagree. I think he may be underrated. It's the most like pinpoint, uh, now, what would you call it? Uh, now, if you, a, 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 analytical quarterback or like uh, what's, what's the right, word I'm looking yeah. for? If, if you were to say, is he overrated this year? 100% agree with you. 100%. Because there were still people holding out hope that the old, the bad man Rodgers, right, that bad man was going to show up here and then they were going to go on this run. And you didn't see the bad man once all year long. My argument all year long against the what I refer to as the Rodgers haters is he's still a top 10 quarterback. Now, what does that mean? Will that, will that get you to the promised land? Probably not without a Devontae Adams, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't. If you're saying he's he's over his career has been overrated, I disagree. If you're saying he's overrated this year, I would have to agree um, for sure. This right here sums it up, though. We got the Sammy YP <laughs> in the house. He just says all caps pain. I agree with that. Um, and Kelso again, what was Rasul doing? Getting burnt and taking 15 yard penalties was it? Um, here's the thing about the Rasul penalty. We kind of touched on it. Uh, and Coach Hahn, I didn't think of this. I don't want you to think I'm this football savvy or smart. Coach Hahn said in the chat he thinks he was trying to prevent them from kicking a practice kick, which makes total sense. That's actually a smart – that's a high football IQ move. Get over there, knock the ball down. They already called the timeout. Don't let them kick the field goal. Again, we got to specify he didn't get flagged for moving the ball off the center's hands. He got flagged because he retaliated after somebody shoved him in the back. And, uh, yeah, they just, they just got kind of uh, – outsmarted when it comes to the penalties and not for sure. Kelso, I just want to read this real quick. Andy Herman just posted this. Packers and Lions territory this year. First and goal at the 5-0 points. First and goal at the 1-0 points. First and 10 at the 45-0 points. First and 10 at the 43-0 points. First and 10 at the 23-0 points. 
First and 10 at the 27, six. First and 10 at the 14, three points. First and 10 at the 17, zero points. First and 10 at the 5, three. First and 10 at the 25, three. First and 10 at the 29, zero. At the 38, zero. At the 37, zero. And at the 14, seven. So Fire we, left, we, we <laughs> left, uh, what, like 50 some odd points on the board for oh, the. Lord. And this is what I'm talking about with the defense. Like we can nitpick this, that, or the other. 20 points is more than enough. I mean, that's what I predicted that they would have. The Packers' offense is the one that failed, and and a lot of those points shouldn't even been there because the offense handed it to them. These opportunities being left out there, and I'm shocked they even got that close to the goal line that many times because I don't remember them even getting first downs in this game. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. apparently we did. I know this is the the last game too, but still, it's it's just I don't know. It's no, it's, it's just upsetting. They should have. Yeah. They sh- whatever. I've said it already. <laughs> thanks for taking the time to share that because it, yeah, I, I knew welcome. the numbers had to be astronomical. Yeah, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> like, like that. You can't. You cannot win ball games leaving points on the field like that. You just can't. Some of, it, and that's what I'm going back to. It's not one person. Some of it was, you know, making the decision to 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 go for it on fourth down rather than kick the field goal. Some of it was Aaron Rodgers making a mistake. Some of it. I mean, it was just all across the freaking board. There's plenty of blame to go around for sure. Um, Heber, I guess is how you say that, um, in the chat, Heber, Heber, sorry if I'm screwing your name up, bro. I'll do the last name. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Borshwisky. I'm a, I'm a high school, I'm a Kentucky high school pushout, which is the equivalent to about a third grade education for where you guys are from. But, um, he said, really sad to see the season in this way. Defense did okay against a great offense. Isn't it crazy to think that that we some people consider Detroit as a great offense, and maybe I do. I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree with you, um, but it's just wild how things change. I just think Rodgers leaves so much on the field, no heart. I'll say this: Rodgers does not have that. It's been overused all year long talking football, especially NFL. That dog mentality. He just doesn't seem like that guy who's going to go out there and cut your heart out anymore. Right. He's a cat. I, I think He's everybody. Yeah, the hat man. They're like, love you when he wants to, and then just kind of go away for a while and spend a summer off. I think that's what that's where I'm at with with Rodgers, and it's it's kind of like you're saying he's a top ten quarterback. I don't disagree. I I think he's in that like Stafford Golf kind of territory where it's like he's fine, but that's not Aaron Rodgers. That's not the even when the when the announcers will say things like you better watch out, it's Rodgers. I'm thinking, no, you don't. It ain't. (laughs) <laughs> this this isn't that that's not that guy anymore. Even when people talk about when nobody wants to see Rodgers in the playoffs, you might be scared of the Packers. It's not Rodgers though. I mean it. I mean I, I hoped that he would get that back and something would kind of spark, but he just yeah. he yeah that that's that's the difference. And you know maybe it's unfair to rag on him for being a good quarterback instead of a great quarterback, but it it just I don't know. It's just that was that was the aggravation I had is he was just a normal average. To you know, depending on the game, sometimes decent, sometimes pretty subpar, like in this game. But there was never okay. that like this guy's dangerous thing. Exactly. Ryan, yeah. right now, would you take Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers in this game? Boom, go. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're gonna make, get me in trouble. Yeah, I know. You're gonna lose your podcast right now. <laughs> well, can, can Dude, I? I got one for you, Jacob. Where were I, you on January sixth? <laughs> No, just joking. Calm down out there, people. Calm down. That's a joke. How how about this? I'll I'll get myself in trouble, but in a different way. I'll take Jordan Love in this game. How about that? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's almost just as bad. That's that's bad for a different reason. People think I'm being sarcastic or it's like a backhanded compliment (laughs) or comment. I'm being dead serious. 
if Jordan Love is the person, I'm not saying this is necessarily you, Ryan. It may be, it may not. If if Jordan Love is the person that some fans think he is, thank God. That means we're stepping right into a starting caliber quarterback, probably a top 10 quarterback, because some people were saying he would have outperformed Rodgers this year, right? And if that's the case, then great. You're going to get him at a cheaper cost, right, than Rodgers, as, as Rodgers decides to retire, whenever that may be. And, and we've got – nobody wants to realize, but we've got a two-year window. And I know that's not the, the sexy comment because, you know, the talking point is, will Rodgers walk away or will they trade Jordan Love? But we've really got a two-year window here. If Rodgers wants to come back next year, they can still re-sign Jordan Love and the cap would work out, right? Um, I'm not going to get into all the details of that. We can get into that. We'll have plenty of time to get into that during the offseason, unfortunately. But – like Mike points out in the chat here, he says, I want a refund on the $50 million talking about Aaron. <laughs> um, you want to set off Clayton, talk about how Rodgers is, is costing us $50 million this that year. That number, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me how the media can say something. And it's the salary it's, cap, it's, it's every year. It's concrete, guys. Don't You better live by it. They I'm mentioned that on the Lions podcast today. I just let it go by me. I'm not going to get into it. And, and that's what I want to do with Mike, but I respect Mike and appreciate what he does for the podcast, and I'm going to read his comment. It's going to happen. Um, every comment will get read unless somebody's just taking a dig at, at one of the, the people here speaking or just being personal. So just know that. In advance. JJ. Kelsey, <laughs> yeah. Kelsey oh, says, what about the final play too? Fourth and one game on the line, and let's cover the goal line. WTF that the way that they crash down to when you look at it, listen, it's easy for me to do this um, on the third replay from the, the warmth of my couch, but the, the view from behind the defense, they had the hat count on that side. And I believe it was Kenny. I may be wrong. It might've been TJ crashed inside and just left that gap wide open. Um, but again, that play wasn't the reason they lost. Although Kelso, I, I share, I shared the sentiment there, man. It's hard to watch that happen for sure. Um, Brett in the chat says, do you think Joe Barry saved his job with these last couple games? Because the defense, uh, I believe, played pretty damn well. Um, I don't think he saved his job with the last couple of games. I think he saved it with the last third of the season, to be honest with you. Um, I think Joe Barry is going to be back. Ryan, what do you think, man? I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a handful of games. But, I mean, this is the defense we always wanted. We got it. Why switch it up? You know, they're doing it. Um, what's what's the issue? And again, even if you're upset with this game, which I don't exactly know why you would be, um, as you said, the Lions offense, th this is a team, and that's the other reason I'm upset with our offense. This is a team who's entirely built on having an elite offense and a garbage defense. And look what happened, right? We hold them to six points at half and we can't score any points. But again, like the defense just over exceeded expectations all along the way and including this game. And, yeah, it got ugly toward the end because eventually that dam is going to break. And that's what I had said the whole time. If they don't start scoring, eventually that dam's going to break, and it did. But, yeah, the entire last quarter, third, whatever of the season, the defense was just playing like we wanted them to play. I don't see a reason at that point to make a switch. You got what you wanted. Yeah, what do you think, Jacob? Man, I am torn. I'm going to be honest. I am torn. But uh... – after I listen to honest, like people like you and coach and people like Sam, they actually know what they're talking about. And now listening to my uncle Ted, just drunk talking on my cell phone, you know, just being like, Ted, I should fire Barry. And I'm like, you're right. Uncle uncle Ted, uncle I should fire Ted, Barry. Yeah. Hey, well, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't have an uncle Ted. No, you're good. All right. I got you. Well, I want to know. It's uncle Tim. I'm calling you on Tim. Uh, but no, for <laughs> real. I just, 
I don't, honestly don't know because I was on the Fireberry train. I was very hard on that. But then uh, when Ryan, if you look at one of Ryan's podcasts, when he talked about when they changed the whole basic scheme of the defense and went from night to day where they went from a blitz heavy defense or at least a blitz possible defense to a seven front or a seven defensive back kind of thing where it was, what was it? The analytics basically said that this is the way you play defense nowadays. And this is how Mm -hmm. you are successful against modern day offenses. And that's cool. And that's great. And so if he has made and our, our big critique of Joe Barry, which was in any given Sunday was the guy doesn't make adjustments. Well, Apparently he has been making adjustments and especially when we saw against that Vikings game, when he let Jair do, like I said, that kind of half shadow, half play within the defensive scheme. Um, And just real quick, I don't mean to change the subject, but it is still on the same subject. Darnell Savage was our leading tackler, 11 tackles, seven solo tackle for a loss, which I thought was great. Two pass deflections. And even though I think we've already picked up his fifth year option, right. But doesn't that make you feel at least confident? The guy's not sitting down eating Cheetos, just, popping you know he's like i think he thinks that people are like oh man i probably should earn this money i mean i he's playing that slot and he feels like that's the spot for him in in my opinion right yeah no i i I will say this darnell savage probably had his best game of the year he showed up now there was one play specifically that got called back on a penalty where a guy was beat you know got behind the defense and that was on savage that'll probably hurt his pff score pretty bad but other than that I thought he played pretty sound tonight, and and I agree that if there is one positive coming out of here, Jake, the fact that we've got him for a fifth year option, um, maybe maybe he can turn it around. I will say this: <laughs> I have been Savage's biggest critic all year long. Nobody will argue with that, but the way that he yeah. handled being benched <laughs> yeah. and then coming back and playing his role, That's you've got to give that guy respect. You've yeah. got to. That's true. And. Um, Here's Coach Han in the chat. Appreciate you, Coach, dropping in. He says, everything you just described is culture. That's the part that scares me, guys. Um, you know, when when I've, I've referenced this several times this year, and Matt LaFleur, when he came in, the thing that stood out to me the most is I looked at him like, this is going to be a soft coach. You can just tell, right? But his first training camp, one of the reporters, it might have been Andy Herman, I can't remember who it was, they said that he stopped practice because Devontae fumbled. He blew the whistle, and he said, if you do not protect the football, you will not play for me. And I thought, okay, maybe this guy's got a little backbone. He said that to Devontae freaking Adams. That's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a culture problem in Green Bay. I really yeah, believe there is. that. There's too much, there's too much reins give to the, the players. And, and you know me, yeah. I'm Coach K 101. I've got a chance to study under Coach K, although I hate basketball, which is hilarious. Um, he is all about the great teams are player-led teams. But letting this be – this was too much of a player-led team this year, from Rodgers to Jair to anyone else. I just feel like it kind of got away from the coaches. But how do you how do you feel about that, Ron? We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. 
Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. That So we're, we're kind of getting back into the conversations we were having back on that five-game losing streak when you're you know talking mm-hmm. about the culture issues and everything else. And, you know, it was tough because... It's obviously sitting there, but what are you going to do? I mean, you start throwing things around like maybe making coaching changes and everybody loses their mind. Like, how dare you even talk about it? And I'm not even saying necessarily that's the case, but let's just say it is. What do you do, right? Let, let's say there is a culture problem. Do, do you, what, fire the entire roster? You get rid of all 53 guys and bring in all new guys? Or, or do we try to find a new coach that can bring in a new culture? And you say, well, it's, 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 it's player-led. It's a locker What do you want me to – what do you do about that? You just throw your hands up and go, well, shoot, that sucks. I guess hopefully they figure out how to, how to, and and again, like, do we bring in all new guys or you kind of nudge them as a coach? Like, Hey, would you mind like giving a crap or like doing something like giving a pep talk or anything like, no. Okay. Well, I guess there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. I'll be upstairs. Yeah. That's, that's why I don't like that whole mentality. Well, that's not the coach's problem. That's their no BS dude. You got to push it. You got to drive it. You, you in some way, look at the lions. You, you, yes, yeah. their 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 locker room is is the driving force, but you're telling me the coach isn't pushing that and fostering that and driving that in some way? BS. The coaches yeah. obviously have something to do with it. So I just don't like that. I, well, you can't blame the coach. Same with the defense. Well, that's the player's problem. It's not the coach's problem. No, it's the coach's problem because it's the player's problem. So, right. yeah, there's the, and, and I don't know what to do about it. I'm not saying fire Lafleur, but I, I agree, and I, I hate to even say that because it's going to sound – reactionary or whatever, but you can see it. I mean, even, mm-hmm. even during the game when, when Lafleur looks like he's asking Rogers what to do and like, what should right. we do? Should, should we do this or should we do that? It's like, dude, get it. You're the head coach. Screw, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't give a crap who your quarterback is. This is what we're doing. The, the, the play where you, should we punt? Should we punt? He, he we asked punt? that. Should we punt? Who are you talking to? It's right. your decision. I don't care what the quarterback wants to do. And I'm not blaming Rogers. I'm saying as the right. head coach, that's such a pro. Like you can't do that. And when people when people jump on Rodgers for that, I immediately snap back and go, "That is Lafleur." Yeah, you, you got to take that away, take right? Yeah. And so that. And again, I like him as a play caller a lot, and I like Lafleur, but I really think, like you said, he gives way too much leash to the players. And 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 listen, everybody's Absolutely. different. Some some guys are self motivated, like like I'll say, Rashawn Gary. That dude, he has just got his head down. He's going to drive. He's going to work. But some guys, man, you give them leash, they'll take it. And, you know, if you're not going to be on them, hey, after practice, I'm going to go do whatever I want to do, and I'm not going to put in the work. And I'm Because what are you going to do about it? You know, not, yeah. not everybody's wired the same way, and I'm not saying the whole team, but, you know, that, that's going to happen, and that culture starts to spiral, and that's what I mean by the coach leads the culture. With If you're going to be soft and your team start to not care, and then that starts to brew within the locker room. So oh, I, don't, I don't know – I don't know the yes. answer, but but I do think that that's a problem, and it does concern me. And again, you see these big games, and the team consistently just doesn't show up. And you say, how does this keep happening? 
Where am I supposed to look? What am I supposed to do? I can't say fire Lafleur. So what am I supposed to do? I guess just throw my hands up and say this is what it ha- this is what it is every year because we we're not allowed to change anything because that would be reactionary. Absolutely, Jacob. Do you have something there, man? You started to say something. No, I just I I really <clears throat> I think that that's just a sociological kind of thing that transpires through like human beings. Where even if it's in a business world, if it's in a football world, in my own personal work situations, I've seen it where <clears throat> the quote unquote leader isn't the leader to the eyes of the quote unquote employees or the players. And that whole dynamic of leadership change, yeah. it doesn't go well down the ranks. Right. So this person, like you said, if, if you were thinking about, if you're at your job and your boss goes, should I fire this guy? Do you think, oh you do okay then fire fire him and then you're like these they see the guy go fire him they don't see you fire him so the whole company thinks well that guy's really in charge all i am is a mouthpiece to that guy so that's a great parallel man yeah i'm just Um, it just doesn't seem like he's commanding us you know they always say uh walk small and carry a big stick or maybe a vice versa i don't remember what it is teddy roosevelt whatever it was or yeah. yeah, talk small and carry a big stick. And, and I think LaFleur kind of talks pretty and carries big eyebrows. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, just show us what you got here. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I love put it. Put some pants on. Put some big pants pants on. <laughs> talk pretty and carry big eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> That's, just... what said. That's what Jacob said. Chet said, Aaron is done, but they won't move on from him. He doesn't produce in big games. I, that's what I agree with. I, well, I don't agree that he's done, but. They won't move on from him. That would be my answer if you guys were to ask me the same question that I asked you. The The team is not going to say, Aaron, you're not welcome back. Now, I know he said recently, that as early as this week, it's got to be mutual. Maybe he was opening that door for the team to go, hey, look, we're cool if you want to retire. You know, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of that talk. I've been monitoring the comments, and Rodgers is real heavy on that. He's, he said, first of all, I'm not going to hold the team hostage. He's going to talk with the team and see what they want to do. He, he made a comment, something about uh, maybe the team wants to go younger. So he knows that he holds all the cards. But according to him, and he flat out said, I couldn't care less about the $59 million. I'm more than comfortable enough to walk away from that money. It doesn't mean anything to me if that's my decision. So it's going to kind of come down to what the team wants to do. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to say which again kind of comes down to backbone. I don't think they're going to have the backbone to say, we don't want you back. Right. And I think that's kind of a problem, but um, it, it does sound like it, the bottom line is there's going to be tons of Roger speculation based on what Roger said at the podium here, because it's <laughs> all just, uh, it's all just fodder. Yeah. And that's the thing, like what he said there, and, and I haven't seen the comments. I'm trusting that, you know, that that was accurate wherever you read it. Yeah. Um, th- to me, that's a good thing. He's saying, look, I don't, you know, right. he, what I agree. he's basically saying is I'm going to forfeit a large chunk of the money if they don't want me back. He's not saying I'll go play for someone else. And and I think what that's about as good a scenario as you can ask for, seeing that right. they begged him to come back. Now, the whole, you, it's, you know, the critics will say, well, why did he, why did the contract have to be so big? Well, he wanted to reset the market for the union. We know he's always been a big union guy, although he spoke out. I feel like that's been a little bit fractured since the COVID situation, but we're not going to get into that because we know people will get their feelings hurt. Um, and the stream just died. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> all of a, all of a sudden, Clayton disappears over here. I have a, a you know a medical issue right on you know live on the air. But um, I, how do you say this name right here, guys? I don't want to butcher it. Ryan, you're educated. You're educated. How would you say? Come that? on, man. You're asking me, and I'm I'm positive he told me already. That's Marilo. So that's what makes it worse. I, I know it's Marilo, Marilo Tavares. But... 
My oh dang, he rolled I, the R. Did you hear that? I asked him and he told me, and now if I say it wrong, I'm a total douche. So don't ask me. Well, now that you don't know, he knows you're a total douche, so it's all good anyway. Right? <laughs> well, maybe I do know and I just don't want to say it. All right. Oh, I see. Chess. I just don't feel like it right now. I just, <laughs> anyway, Marino. I do have a girlfriend. Play? She goes to a different school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we bringing Hackett back, Ryan? As soon as Hackett was fired, and Jacob too. As soon as Hackett was fired, I said, "Bring him back. Bring him back." Obviously, what changed from last year? Two pieces: Devonte Adams and Nathaniel Hackett. There are some people that are great coordinators. <clears throat> Josh McDaniels, a great offensive coordinator, horrible head coach, right? Maybe that's Nathaniel Hackett. If you if you could make the decision tomorrow, would you bring Nathaniel Hackett back as OC and demote um, Sinovich back to offensive line? How would you handle it? It's kind of a cop out answer because the the real answer is I don't really know because I don't I don't know the inner workings, right? Mm -hmm. If 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 I'm on the inside and I'm looking at it and saying that guy didn't really provide too much to us. And I love our offensive coordinator and he's doing a great job, like with the run game and everything, this is more of a Devonte left and we can't get into it then No, but maybe we overinflate our opinion of Matt LaFleur and Hackett really carried a ton of weight. And once he left, we're kind of like kind of trying to pick up the pieces. And now that we realize that, yeah, dude, I, whatever it takes, get that guy back here off from whatever it takes. I don't think they're going to, but again, if that's, if that is the situation, then, Matt LaFleur better hurry up and do that or he's going to get himself fired because yeah, we all think it's you. So bring Hackett back so we can go back to thinking it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, what do you think, man? Would you bring Hackett yeah, back? I, mean, like, I I don't know. Like you said, you replaced for Stenovich or whatever. And um, I guess it depends on is Rogers in the building because it's like, you know, Rogers love comments and that kind of stuff. So it depends on who that quarterback wants in his building and who's that upper echelon around him. Um and Quay, did you just highlight that Quay Walker is the only guy to get tossed twice in a year? Oh, yeah, that's man. what Kelso said here in the oh, chat. Kelso. So we'll just that. Yeah, that's tough, man. Don't I'm telling you, right I, I, I have never, I'm an emotional <laughs> basket case. I'm a roller coaster. I'm not sure you guys have caught on to that this year working with me. But um, the second that he was ejected and that happened, I was furious at Quay. And then when I seen him walking down the tunnel that upset, I immediately felt horrible for the guy. I, I didn't was like, like that they showed that angle, to be honest. It's horrible. Like that's they showed what I'm the dude, about the dude like losing life. his mind, like in the worst situation of his life, with his emotions completely beside himself, knowing that he might have just caused his whole team his million dollar contract down the drain, and you watch the guy cry on TV. Like, why the? Why would you do that to him? Right. Why would you do yeah. that? And that's what I'm I saying. If you were on the street, right? And you see somebody crying their eyes out. Would you go over there and go, "Hey, everybody, look! Look at this guy right here. He's upset." You wouldn't. Unfortunately, do it. Clayton. Nowadays, most people would. They take out their freaking phones and be like, yep. "World store, world store." You won't do it down here in Tennessee. You'll you'll get yeah, lost true. in the mountains somewhere. Yeah, I promise you that. Um, <laughs> all right, True Bruce Steve says the extra game messing up all these NFL records are upsetting. Man, I'm kind of a traditionalist too, Steve. It's true. So I, I'm the same way, man. Um, Brett in the chat says, what's your take on Rogers? Just throwing that ball up there, but you have two down. Uh, so just get 10 yards uh, again. I, I kind of commented on it, Brett. I don't know if you were in here yet. Um, there was no one open. You either throw it away, take a sack or chuck it up to Watson. I agree. Hindsight's 2020. I don't have a 320 pound guy breathing down my neck. I would say throw it away and try to draw up a spread play and pick up the 10 yards. 
But again, in the moment, that that kind of goes with what we were talking about, Ryan, all year long. Yes, Rodgers' accuracy has been off because of the thumb, but there's something mental there that's just kind of kind of a little bit checked. Not when I say checked out, it makes it sound like he doesn't care. I don't think it is that he doesn't care. It just looks like Father Time's kind of caught up to him, and he he can't make those sharp decisions on the fly. He's done it occasionally, but not as consistent as he has in the past. But um, all right, this right here, this is Don in the chat. Hey, Don, thanks for hanging out. Hey, guys, any ideas what's going on with Quay? Is he going to get cut? Um, I think there's absolutely no chance he gets cut, Don. Although, man, when you see you, Ryan, you couldn't have picked a bigger play for that to happen, right? I mean, that that I don't want to say it cost the defense on that drive, but man, it was it was darn near close, right? Yeah, and and I mean that's the second time he got ejected, but it's not. He's also had other penalties. I think he hit a guy out of bounds one time and got flagged. Just last week, he body slammed a guy and got penalized for that. <laughs> Right. So I mean, and I was I, that, the one I, on the air, the hypocrite, saying it was worth it. Right. But go ahead. Well, I, I I I said that too in hindsight, and and I said the last time when he hit a guy out of bounds, I said I don't care, I'll take it. Um, you know, because I needed to see some fire and some passion. Like, okay, hit a guy out of bounds, no big deal. And then the next week he got ejected, and now he's got two more penalties and an ejection. So it's like, all right, maybe we shouldn't encourage this guy to be uh, quite so violent. Killer. But, yeah, exactly. Maybe tone so, it down a little bit. Uh, Kelso in the chat. That. Go ahead, Jake. Wait, I remember Ryan on multiple occasions, and you can check this in his podcast. He goes, I don't want the guy to be violent. I just want to be like borderline, maybe like a little insane, a little aggressive, not like really, really mean or nothing, but just a little bit crazy. Here we got him, and now he's like, well. Well, I know. He's, yeah. he's just a little bit too far. He just got dialed back Captain a half a Captain Insano showed them worthy. <laughs> yeah, like like hitting a guy out of bounds and body slamming a guy is fine. Yeah. Shoving coaches and, and staff is That's just a little line. little That's over the line. The line. Okay. okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Kelso <laughs> says, last year, last year Rodgers was too careful with the ball. Now he's washed for throwing it up. Packer fans are a strange, strange bunch. I'll say this. Hey. It goes There's a lot of different like, ways of being wrong. <laughs> it, 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 it goes beyond just last year. Like, I have seen that year in and year out. If he throws a pick, oh, man, Rodgers has lost it. If he doesn't throw a pick and he takes a sack, he's too conservative. Uh, so I agree with that. But, man, I've made stupid comments in the heat of the moment for sure. That's that's happened on a consistent basis. Well, I, I, and and let, me, let me just say, because, again, th- they're not mutually exclusive. You can mess up in a lot of different ways. If there's a guy open and you don't throw it and you take a sack, or if you can throw away and you don't and you take a 15-yard sack like he's done twice in the last two weeks, if you throw throw up the ball and it is picked up, I mean, these are all mistakes. So you can not throw the ball and make a mistake, and you can throw a ball and make a mistake. They're all just mistakes. And so if your mistakes compound and you make a lot of mistakes and you're not doing a lot of good things, then you're going to get critique for it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it certainly doesn't make people hypocrites to say, stop making mistakes. We do it with that. And this is, can I be honest? This is the thing that's annoying me with the Rodgers thing. I can Mm -hmm. critique every player on this team, but if I critique Rodgers, it becomes everybody's picking on him. Everybody like we can talk about Quay. We could talk about Savage. We could talk about Wyatt. We can talk about every, we could talk about Yash Nyman and the mistakes he made. We could talk about Dobbs's drops and Lazard's drops and Aaron Jones's fumble. But if we critique Rodgers for throwing a pick, it's it's somehow out of bounds. Like the guy makes mistakes. He he makes mistakes, and I'm gonna say he makes mistakes. And I'm gonna say that he pisses me off when he makes mistakes. And and you know, I, I just I don't get why we can't do that. Right? I say right. he does a good job when he does a good job. He had a bad year, a very down year, making a lot of mistakes. Sometimes it's for not throwing the ball, sometimes it's for throwing the ball, and it just gets annoying. 
when he's the one guy that is the sacred calf that if you critique the guy, everybody's going to come after you. And it's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's just getting tiring. Like the guy sucked today. I'm going to say he sucked. And if you don't like that, go cry about it, but it's a reality. Leave me alone. (laughs) Good Lord. It's so tiring. Jacob, you got any, you got any talk on this golden calf, bro? No, I mean, that's pretty much it is what I can say, you know, and like I said, the the most, the best thing that I've learned in the last couple of years is that two things can be true at once. Right. You don't always have to have to stand on a freaking mountain and say, this is what's only right. Exactly. exactly. Because you can just literally be like, yeah, maybe Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And he's going to be one of the go down as the greatest of all time. Maybe this year was on par of one of his worst years, which compared to, 95% 95% of quarterbacks in NFL history would be their best year. That's mm. probably both true at the same time. So maybe we should all as Packer fans just be like, okay, today was a really hard day. This season was a hard season to grasp, but guess what? We were about to make the playoffs. The Vikings look like absolute dog crap. The Lions are just about to now become so what they could be possibly. <laughs> and the Bears are still the Bears. <laughs> I mean, oh, at the end bad. of the day, anyway. come on, guys. Oh, I my mean, God. So Jake in the chat here says a lot of emotion in this game, no doubt. Rogers Cobb walking off together feels like a reset is on the way, and that's a great time for a plug for Jake's podcast here on the Packernet Podcast Network. Um, it's always draft season, so that's that's right going to be coming up pretty huge here. Guys, oh, yeah, have to man. stay tuned to that. Tune into that one. Definitely. Don in the chat says, "Sick of Rogers holding us hostage and all the reading of the tea leaves." <laughs> now. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I want to go back to what Ryan said. What's hilarious is Ryan and I had a great conversation on the phone earlier this year. On Twitter, if I post a highlight of Rogers doing something good, I immediately right. get butchered. It's like, well, why don't you mention the bad? Why don't you mention right. the bad? And if Ryan mentions something bad, it's, why don't you mention the good? Right. <laughs> so I think we bring a good balance this year for Packernet. You know, me being leaning toward – Hey, look, here's what I think Rogers seen, and you leaning towards, hey, look, you know, Rogers makes mistakes too. I think it was a good balance. But uh, as far as the reading of the tea leaves, Don, um, I see it different. I definitely do. Ryan probably sees it a little bit closer to, to your angle. But for me, I don't see Rogers just going out and saying, hey, guys, look at me. I want to talk about this. He's in press conferences. He's asked the question. I do think Rogers answers questions for the most part um, 100% honest. And he doesn't give a lot of that coach or quote player speak. And when you do, when you go that route, then you're going to come across as dramatic. But uh, Ryan, what do you think, man? Is he is he being uh, being is he is he holding the team hostage uh, with all the reading of the tea leaves, like Don was saying, or do you do you think it? No, maybe, I I, I agree. Mind? I think I think he's just extremely honest, um, and he just says what's what's on his mind and. You know, like there was there was a comment I I lost it in here, but he, he said something, and you you know, and and Jacob's right, like it's gonna spiral out of control, but that's not his fault. That's that's us spiraling right. it out of control. Um, I think I think he's just gotten to a point where he's just gonna say exactly what's on his mind, and I mean maybe it's just because I have a podcast and I say a lot of stupid stuff, so I know what it's like to <laughs> just say things, and it was like I don't know why I said that. To, I get that all the time when people message me like you said on the podcast that that that, and here's why you're wrong, and I'm like I said that because I don't even agree with that. I don't know what you're talking about. But I guess that makes sense. So yeah, I get that I, a lot I, from Mandy, bro. Like I don't remember saying. <laughs> but anyway, right. Yeah. So so I I guess I just I'm I'm more willing to 
accept that sometimes people say stuff and it's maybe not the most perfectly crafted thing that you can say. Um, but no, I, I don't necessarily think he's holding the team hostage. If, if there's anything that's hostage-ish, it's the contract, and that's on the GM, not on Aaron Rodgers, right? He's the one that gave him the contract that makes it so that we can't cut him if we decided to. Yeah. Um, so, no, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't have any... I don't, I don't dislike Rodgers at all. All, all, my only issue is he's just having a bad year, and and I just I've just right. been saying that, and I don't think that that's a super controversial take. <laughs> right, Anthony in the chat. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us, Anthony. He says it's time to move on from Rodgers. There's a couple of teams who would trade for him. A lot of cap to figure out and contracts. Yeah, the, to me, it, the trade is not going to happen. It's not an option. I'm not going to say never. You know, never say never, but never like Tomlin said. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, the way the contract is structured, they gave him that that confidence and that security that they would not trade him. Now, if Aaron comes out and says, I want to rework the deal and be traded, there might be some way to finagle around that. But the vibe I get, and I could be reading it wrong, it's early, right? I mean, we're just a couple hours since the game ended. Um, I kind of feel like Rodgers is is saying, hey, look, if you if you want me back, I'll play. If you don't want me back, I'll retire. What I hope the team does, me personally, is I hope they go to him and go, listen, we want you back, but we don't want you to feel obligated to come back. If you feel like you're doing us a favor by coming back, then your happiness is more important to us than than squeezing another year or two out of you. Maybe there's a way they can massage that situation and get through it. But um, I think that if Aaron Aaron walks up into Brian Gutekind's office tomorrow and says, hey, man, I want to come back next year, he's coming back. It's right. that simple. I agree. You know, I, now I don't think it's that simple of a decision, but I think that the Packers would jump right on board with it. And again, and they trade next lives. year though, that's a totally different ball game because next year is your your back is really against the wall with Jordan Love, right? Which you've got to kind of make that call this offseason, right? There's a deadline for the fifth year mm-hmm. option if you want to pick that up. So, so can Love um, though, real quick? Yeah, uh, can Love if he say say Roger says yeah I'm coming back? Can Love then say I'm I'm out of here? You guys get rid of me. Well, that's the rumor is that he's going to try to force his way off the team right. if we're, if they stick with Rodgers. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but that was the rumor that Does was circulating. Does he have that kind of power to actually have any sort of, you know, chess move to make that happen, or is that more just I'm I'm going to fluff my feathers kind of thing? Yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, I, I, it's probably going to be mostly up to the team, but it's just kind of a question of does the team want to strangle him? And I and I think they won't. I don't think they're going to say tough. You're sticking here whether you like it or not. Right, uh, yeah. Teams, I think teams, especially the Packers, are going to say, you know, if, if you don't want to be here, we'll try, but we'll let you go. And I think he will be gone. Yeah. And then and, one and, other real quick thing in the comments, people are talking about Levy Smith as a DC coordinator. Is that an, an option? Because if that's even a possibility, <laughs> yeah, go on. That'd be cool. Lovey well, Smith is the D coordinator in Green Bay. Wow. I haven't looked at what Lovey's done recently down in Houston as far as scheme. And first of all, Don in the chat said that was so sad talking about Quay. Completely agree there. Um, when it comes to Lovey, I don't know what kind of scheme he's running, if he's still running that Tampa 2 zone heavy or not. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of with Ryan after this game and this last little stretch. Unless I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Ryan, but I kind of feel like this defense stood up a little bit here at the end of the season. And tonight, they're not the reason they lost the ball game. The offense yeah. is the yeah. reason, hands yeah. down. The yeah. offense and the head coach is the reason. And I'm not yeah. saying you should fire LaFleur. But if no. I had to put the blame on someone, I'm saying LaFleur – 
in the offense would be would be my call for sure. So, and Don says she agrees with you, Jacob. Um, shows how much Don Don knows, right? And no, I'm just joking, Don. Just kidding. Um, so at Anthony, um, so nine pass. I don't know. I don't know what that means. At Anthony. Oh, in the chat, I guess. So nine passes from love sold you that it's time to move on from your first ballot Hall of Famer. Now I want to I want to comment oh. on this, Kelso, because I agree with you. I'm not going to say that Love isn't the next great quarterback, but I, to sit here and pretend like – and I, this is what I always ask people when they when they bring this topic up. I say, hey, so you're telling me you think Love is better than Rodgers right now? If, if you're 110% sure of that, I'm with you. I'm all about the Packers being a better football team, period. But anyone who tells me that they know Love is a better quarterback than Rodgers right now, I think it's, in, it's just speaking out of theory. Now – if you're saying, okay, uh, you know, there's a higher upside from a gambling standpoint of let's move on to him now, I think next year is the time to make that – to answer that question if Rodgers decides to uh, to not come back. But true Bruce Steve in the chat says, thank you, Ryan, for being level-headed. Ryan, I'm sure would agree if he's, he's a level-headed. He said, that before, he said that before I went off the rails. And, and speaking <laughs> of going off the rails, can I have one comment about the first ballot Hall of Fame? You know who else is a first ballot, ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, Troy, no. Aik- Troy Aikman. I don't want him playing – for the Packers this year. So I don't know what that has to do with it. The, the, the point is, yes, he was very, very good in the past. The question is, what is he now? What does he have left? And, and for how many years? Even if, okay, he's he's still 100% the guy. What if we lose Love and this is Rodgers last year? Is it still worth it? Even if we tell you that Rodgers is better than Love, if Love is a starting quarterback, a competent starting quarterback for the next 10 years, and we're going to throw that away for one mediocre year with Rodgers, is that what you want? I mean, I, I just think the question is bigger than just throwing around, oh, you're going to give up your MVP quarterback. Like, that's just too basic of a, of a way of looking at it. It's a, yeah. it's a deeper conversation than that. And I think you have to also understand that we're assuming that Rodgers is going to get better from his thumb that's broken, his rib that's messed up, his knee that's now hurt. Like, he's not like a spring chicken that he's, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be re-signing a guy that has injuries that are prolonging into next year, you know? So, anyways. Yeah. All right, so we got True Bruce Steve in the chat said, how was there no DPI after Rodgers got the lines to jump off sides? The reason being is because it was a neutral zone infraction, which blows the play dead. So, if it was a simple offsides, then um, I, I know the play continued to play, but the officials basically said, no, it was blown dead. Um, if it had been a normal offsides, then there probably would have been a DPI called. I know the flag didn't come out, and that looks bad too. Probably would have been a, a little bit – I don't know. It would have looked a little bit better if the flag would have came out for DPI. Then they would have said, we're picking that up because it was actually a dead ball foul. Um, there was a lot of chaos there. I mean, you got to think, dude, these are big games with a lot of money on the line. I know we jump on the officials a lot, but there's no way I could do that job. I'm just being honest. Um, Kelso says no Knicks and big returns hurt. It's a different team when we when we get those returns going. Absolutely, we talked about this in the pregame, Ryan. Uh, Detroit's got a great uh, yeah. great kick coverage, man, and it just shows you having a great kick returner is awesome when you play against teams that have bad special teams. We've seen it firsthand, you know, with Green Bay the last few years, right? If you play a decent returner, man, we were we were really playing behind the sticks all game long. Um, but again. It's, it's another reason you want to bolster the bottom half of that roster and make sure your special teams are solid for sure. So um, let's see here. Matt LaFleur. Let's see what this comment is here. Mike in the chat says, Matt LaFleur is an offensive head coach, question mark, and yet he is supposedly a top 
quarterback, yet the offense is this bad. Matt has to take some blame as well. Completely agree, Mike, with that comment. I think there's plenty of blame to go around. Kelso, losing his top two wide receivers, losing your offensive coordinator and being hurt played a big role. Uh, take Cousins, and he has four <laughs> picks this game. Um, I don't know how I feel about the whole Rodgers Cousins thing, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I don't know why Cousins, we're even talking about that. <laughs> Cousins definitely has two number, <laughs> two number one wide receivers for sure. So, um, yeah. And uh, Don says, Am I ter- a terrible fan for thinking at least we won't be embarrassed again by the 49ers? I mean, the way the Packers have played, they weren't going to play, weren't going to go all the way. Um, that crossed my mind when, when we got into the third quarter, Ryan, and, and it kind of felt like, okay, this could go either way. Yeah. I immediately turn to, you know what? I don't think it matters. I mean, exactly. you want to get in. You want to give yourself a chance, but I don't know, man. I don't think they could compete with 49ers right now. Do you? No, that I mean and that was that was the part that was so hard about it at halftime is you get to the point where you think, I think we're gonna win the game, but I also think it doesn't matter because this team is not gonna do anything in the playoffs. So that that was the disheartening part where you want to win the game, but you also feel like it's over. Like you it felt like the season ended. Because you knew we weren't going to go anywhere, and that's what sucked about it. Absolutely. Kevin in the chat, uh, appreciate the super chat, man. He says, on a positive note, at least the Packers won't get blown out by the Niners. It's funny, everybody got go. to that point at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> the Lions just spared Aaron Rodgers from getting injured next week. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious, man, that you guys thought the same thing at the same time. Uh, let's see here. Just want to make sure, guys, we got to start wrapping this up. I want to respect Ryan's time. Appreciate you jumping on here with us, man, and Jacob, too. I just want to make oh, sure we don't. Time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, he's doing another podcast tonight, which uh, I'm going to sleep, so I kind of feel buried. Uh, you know, now nah, we're uh, doing it tomorrow. Now, all right, got gotcha. you. All right, let's go to this one right here. James, oh, Ryan's got to do another one. Yeah, he's got to. Yeah, it. yeah, he's working on. <laughs> I can ask the The 49ers would have destroyed us, <laughs> save us the embarrassment. I just want to make sure the playoffs were regardless. Yeah, it's hilarious, dude. Everybody, everybody came to the the emotions wore off. We came to the yep. same conclusion yep. at the same time. All right, so I think we're going to wrap it up, guys. I'm just trying to scroll through the chat. I don't want to skip over anybody, but I really, really appreciate everybody uh, um, taking the time to hang out with us, man. It's a tough loss. That's what I love about Packer fans. Here it is, toughest loss of the year, and everybody's hanging out in here still talking ball. Um, Andy in the chat says, caller number five here. Oh, all right. Hey, hey, he got outed. Now we know who he is. Now his name is Andy. Caller number five, Andy. I apologize in advance for my two <laughs> my, my two calls. I probably made no sense, but I was just so pissed off at Coach and AR12, LOL. Look at this, man. People coming together and just. You know, I, I can't I can't wait to get to it, man. But I, I, I just did two calls. There were new calls, and there were drunk guys who called from the game. So we're getting off to a weird <laughs> we're getting off to a weird start. But I'll get to yours eventually. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, um, yeah, this right here, I'm, I'm, I've got to highlight this. LaFleur's playbook is getting old. Time to change this up. I'm just going to say that from what I've seen tape-wise, the first three years of Matt LaFleur being here was a mix of McCarthy and LaFleur. I think this year you got a heavy dose of LaFleur's playbook. I'm not saying that LaFleur, his system, wouldn't have been strong two or three years ago, but you've seen it all across the league. He, he bends toward the McVay style of this system. McVay's system struggled this year. You could say it was injuries, lack of a quarterback, all these different things. I get it. Um, they struggled this year. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur struggled this year in Green Bay. And then, of course, the New England Patriots, you guys have heard me say it on the pod, they incorporated this same scheme, the same system, this McVay style 
aspect of the Shanahan system, and their offense took a step back. I think they chose the wrong scheme the wrong year, kind of one year too late. Now, here's the thing. They can adjust, and I think they adjusted down the stretch here. They got away from the RPO aspect. They got into some motion when they were playing man coverage teams, which we seen the motion tonight. We At mm-hmm. one point, Ryan, you and I both were screaming, where's the reverse? Where's the option? Where's, the, where's all this motion? And then tonight we get it on a fourth and one. <laughs> to Lazard. To Lazard. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we got to wrap it up here at some point, so we're just going to end it with this. Um, Atheist for the Cause says, I think Love recuperated some value this year because he has played well. I don't think he hurt his stock at all. So, let's no. end it here. Let's no. talk with Love here. What is your take? on Jordan Love right now, Ryan. What do you do with Jordan Love? Let's say Aaron does retire, right? Obviously, if he retires, you give Love one year to kind of prove it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't pick up the fifth year and give him one year to prove it unless you, you believe he's the guy. But let's say Aaron comes back. How do you handle the Love situation then? Well, you uh, try as hard as you can to convince Love that he's still the future and we're going to get there soon sooner than later and hope that he doesn't force his way off the team, I guess is the best that you can do. Um, I'm not trading him. I, I know we haven't seen much, but, and it's, it sounds like I'm being homerish and dumb, but in the little bit of sample size we saw of him, even in that last time he came out for like two throws, I was impressed. I, I know he made a bad decision. He should have thrown to his right instead of throwing to Dobbs, but the anticipation and the, the velocity and the accuracy and everything is so pinpoint that it just, it gets me excited. I just want to see more. And I, I just don't want to throw that away. And I'm, I'm, I think that's why I'm kind of pushing in that direction is I'm so scared of losing him yeah. on the off chance that he ends up being a really good quarterback for us. So I, if Rodgers comes back, try as hard as you possibly can to keep love around. And if not, then I guess we start from, from ground zero and, and try to find the new quarterback. Yeah, because on the flip side, Jacob, if, if Rodgers comes back and they trade love and love goes on to another team, and becomes a Pro Bowl quarterback. Oh, that's our next Mike Hyde. I'm gonna lose oh, it. Next. It would be horrible, absolutely horrible. So I'm with you on that for sure, Ryan. Um, all right, Brett in the chat says a lot of talk on Aaron and possibly Cobb retiring, but I watched this game and with the thought of us watching Mason playing his last game as a Packer, mm, what I a career if he does decide to retire. I personally think, and I have no reason to say, hey, look, I've got a source. I don't play the sources game. Um. I think Mason may have went to management and said, "Hey, look, this is it for me." Because with the, I think they got what two kickers on the practice squad right now, if I remember correctly. Um, I think they're looking yeah. for that replacement. Um, yeah, so I, I could definitely see that, man. I think that's a, a pretty solid take there, Brett. And appreciate you hanging out with us. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up, guys. It's it's late, and again, I appreciate uh, Jacob and Ryan jumping on wow. here with me as we as we wrap up. Ryan, any parting thoughts, man? We're getting ready to get into our off season content, obviously. It sucks that the season ended this way. I, I appreciate and love the fight the Packers put up there at the end, but now we're on to the offseason. Anything you want to say as we wrap up, man? Well, we just got to move on to offseason mode. I mean, you know, it's it's the the season never ends, and there's always reason to be optimistic. You know, not every not everything can be about the Super Bowl, and if it is, you're going to be miserable. I mean, it's still the Green Bay Packers, and the question is how do we get better? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the biggest question, um, but we got to kind of – be able to move past that too because if we dwell on it it's going to be very boring because we're not going to get an answer for a very long time so i'm excited man we, we get to look at different ways to kind of improve the team 
rather than dwelling on what sucks, we can kind of look at the things that got better, like the defense, and look at some pieces that we can add and um, try to figure out how we – because we did get hot at the end. I know even Rodgers, I was looking at the comments, said – and I actually thought it was a very good comment. He said, we were a couple players short of the team that we needed, and those players might already be on the team, and I think that's a pretty good take. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it, we, we, we got hot toward the end, just not quite where we needed to be. I think the Packers are close. It's just a matter of how do we get there next year. Absolutely. Jacob, what you got, brother? Yeah, well, as far as <clears throat> just me as a Packer fan, I'm grateful and thankful and uh, blessed that we had another great year of just <laughs> a lot of heartaches, a lot of emotions, a lot of gratifying things, and a lot of things that we need to work on. And um, as far as the Packernet Fantasy Podcast is concerned, I'm not really sure we haven't honestly had a conversation about this as far as going forward, because as the Packer season ends, we don't know necessarily what that means, but we can still probably at least have one or two more episodes for sure before we necessarily know what we're going to do in the offseason but I'd like to think we'd keep doing an off-season type deal at least once or twice a week and just keep you guys in the link, maybe do some other gambling, stuff like that. Anyways, it was a blessing to hang with you guys for this whole season. I can't thank Ryan and uh, Packer, uh, Packer, Packer's total access for having me for this whole last year. And, man, it's been fun, and I can't wait to do it next year. And <clears throat> all I can say is go Pack Go, and we'll get them next year. Absolutely, man. Well said. It's been a fun year, man. This has been an experience for me. Um, I've flirted with doing podcasts in the past. I've had a couple couple of different people approach me about it, and I've always turned it down. And then when Ryan opened it up this year, I thought, Mandy, Mandy, literally, I thought she was going to divorce me if I didn't message Ryan and say, <laughs> hey, look, give it a shot. So I'm glad we did it, man. It's been fun. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from Ryan. I've learned a lot from Jacob. Learned a lot from everybody in the network, but really – Learned a lot from the listeners and people on Twitter. You know, the reasonable ones. Of course, you got to block the idiots, the knuckleheads. But uh, it's been a good year, man. Hate that it ended the way it did, but it is what it is. We're going to get into the offseason, crank up, and uh, until Ryan kicks us out of here, we're going to still uh, continue to do Packers Total Access, and we'll have people from the network on the on the show. But thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to everybody on Twitter and YouTube for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. Just want to say that our giveaway for the Paul Horning autographed jersey will end at midnight tomorrow, okay, Monday. Uh, actually, yeah, Monday at 11.59 p.m., okay? We're going to go ahead and, and pick a winner, and we'll announce that probably as early as Thursday. So uh, make sure that you – Go to Twitter at Packers underscore access. Retweet the tweet that's pinned at the top of the page. Make sure you're following the account. And if you want to donate to a great cause, we got Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry right there with a link. Every $5 you donate, we'll enter you into the contest one additional time. Appreciate you guys' time. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back, go.